0: Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Well, on today's program, we have a special guest. Some of you that have watched me on my previous uh, life on television remember our guest, Dr. Barry Bussey. Dr. Bussie, thank you so much for joining
1: us. It's great to be here, Bill.
0: Now, last time you were here, you were just Barry Bussie. Now <laughs> you're Dr. Barry Bussie, and congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, like I said, you used to be on my previous television yes. program. This is the yeah. first time here, and mm-hmm. uh, we always appreciate your insights and your knowledge about, you know, the where religion and law and sort of our inters- that intersection and mm-hmm. how important it is, uh, and so. But. We want to make enough time for you to be able to share with us all of your insights. Uh, but just give us a quick uh, bio on uh, who Barry Bussey
1: is. Well, I uh, am the Director of uh, Legal Affairs at Canadian Council of Christian Charities, which is located up in the uh, metropolitan Elmira, uh, just north of uh, Waterloo. And I've been there now for over eight years. Um, oh. And we, we're an organization that... Um, we have a membership of about 3,400 uh, charities across Canada. And we uh, we help the charities to uh, be up to speed with respect to government regulation and so forth. And also best yes. practices in how to run a charity and uh, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. You
0: know, you're a Canadian?
1: Yes, yeah. Born and raised in Newfoundland, actually. That's great. Yeah.
0: And you just got your... Uh, you Last time you were here, like I said, you you've just completed a PhD and yes
1: uh, yeah I did, did a PhD in law uh, oh. at the uh, University of Leiden over in the Netherlands and my supervisor was uh, professor doctor uh, Paul Clotter who is a very well-known academic in the Netherlands and um, so I had a great relationship with him and uh, were able to get the job done which I'm well, very happy you. for. <laughs> well you know what?
0: congratulations you're a great guy and uh, your family and you're extremely knowledgeable and you can convey the information in a way that I know that our viewers will really appreciate and understand. Okay. And so let's get right into it. So in your dissertation, mm-hmm. your PhD se- dissertation, you sort of coined a phrase, uh, s- s- sexual, s- the secular age, the right? The sexual age, yeah. So w-
1: like, what did you mean by that? What well, was that all about? okay, so it, it, I, I kind of play off on uh, Charles Taylor, who's a Canadian philosopher, and he uh, coined the term, or at least he used the term, secular age, wherein basically he said, look, the um, um, belief in God is no longer axiomatic. In other words, uh, you no longer um, are of the view that uh, you need to say that you believe in God anymore, mm. that it's unquestionable, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, and um, there's been a, a history of the what we call secularism and that the idea of secularism uh, really is a 20th, late 19th into early 20th century philosophical idea that um, as societies become more educated they need less and less religion. Mm. And so for a lot of people it was the idea, well hey, you know what, um, we wanna encourage uh, more university ed- educated uh, because then eventually uh, we no longer have any need right. of okay. religion. Uh, But what happened was uh, Peter Berger, who's one of the sociologists of the 1960s, 70s, 80s, he he was a strong promoter of this. And towards the end of his career, he said, you know what, the reality is, uh, even though society has become very educated, we still have religion. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you still exist, you know. (laughs) Right, 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 exactly. Uh, As a preacher. Yes. And uh, so he said, uh, perhaps we were over-optimistic that religion would just kind of fade into the distance. But he said, and this is fascinating, he said that there are three groups where the secularism ideology or secularism ideas have really hung in tight. Hmm. And uh, those three groups are the media, so mainstream media is (laughs) referred to today. So the media, um, the legal profession, and also the academy, so the academics, the okay, universities right. and so forth. And so if you look at it today, we see um, that uh, those three particular institutions are not too comfortable with the whole idea of religion.
0: Right, know? exactly.
1: So, uh, so then uh, what we see developing then in really, in really rapid fashion since the 1990s into the 2000s, um, we get a radical, uh, individualism that has developed. Um, so the old secularist, or I should say the Marxist ideologies, have faded uh, to some degree, but it has now come into the uh, postmodern thought. And uh, one of the areas that has become perhaps um, I would say the most stark that we see is is the whole concept of of sex and and sex in the sense of sexual identity and so on. And so there's um, a deep, or well, I say deep, there's a, a, a lot of academic discussion mm. about sexual identity and what that means and how that relates to um, the previous heterosexual norms and monogamous relationships that uh, you know we would um, uh, understand in the Judeo-Christian ethic, as it were. Um, and that is being challenged in mm. a huge way. And so um, we're now at a point where uh, we've got radical individualism, which basically says, I will be whatever I want to be, or however I see myself as, and, and there are no limits. You know, mm. Biology is not a limit, uh, social n- norms are not a limit. In fact, they would uh, critique it by saying that most of the social norms are really um, uh, norms of power, patriarchy, and yeah, so restrictive forth. Restrictive and yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, in essence, then the secular age that I refer to is this radical individualism. It says that how dare you have a different view than me with respect to my sexual identity, my whatever. And, and we see this. Uh, we see it uh, being played out in a number of situations. And um, one of the major ones that I highlight in my, in my study and in my dissertation is the whole example of uh, the Trinity Western University Right, exactly, case. yes. And, uh, and in that case, we see, um, and, and I should just point out that what this has done is that the, the media, the legal profession, the academia, has really adopted um, the thinking and the ideologies here so that um, now we're getting uh, people who have differences of opinion being de-platformed, they call mm. it, you know? Um, we, we, uh, we see numerous examples where speakers uh, brought in on university campuses right, exactly. you know, are told, yeah. no, sir, you can't speak yeah. here, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and um, so, what then becomes challenging is that you'll have a lot of uh, religious communities that do not accept this modern ideology. Okay. Right. And then they then are being told, look, even though, even though you are off in your corner there doing your thing and uh, all the rest of it but the fact that you exist and the fact that you have these ideas these traditional views uh, that's unacceptable wow yeah and so that's where now this secular age is kind of a rebellious age of sorts because we are wanting to have um we want, wanting to eliminate any form of the traditional views of things and uh, so that and that's where then the trinity western uh, comes so in. but
0: <laughs> so how did that reconcile with with that idea of diversity i mean isn't diversity of thought yes. i mean i understand that we need to be respectful of it but mm-hmm. I mean, are we not allowed to have a diversity of thought?
1: Yeah, you know. Hold positions that are different? And You know, this is part of what we call the classical liberal uh, position, which is the idea that, you know, we all have basic human rights, uh, freedom of association, freedom of thought, freedom of speech, and so forth. Yes, the press. of course, yeah. And uh, that has been what we have, um, uh, come to understand as to how society works, how, how it works in the West. But that itself is being challenged. Hmm. And that is seen then um, as these um, understandings are are seen as power uh, or, or social constructs that support the power structure. And so that's where they say, no, listen, yes, there's uh, freedom, but it's, the, it's my freedom in essence, uh, and I suggest, it's almost like a freedom not to be offended, <laughs> which is very difficult uh, to be able to, um, to manage. Because if you're offended because of the way I think or the way I express myself or the way, then how can we live Absolutely. in the same space, right? And, and so that is really uh, a problem as we're going forward, trying to deal with how we can live on the same piece of real estate. And right. I think ultimately we have to.
0: Well yeah I mean I'm not I mean I'm not in the legal profession but one of the things I would hear you know anecdotally from friends and is one of the attractive things of Canada is this diversity that we are this marketplace with where we have folks from uh, you know every country every ethnic background you know coming together yes, yes. Y- you know what and and we we coexist in a you know folks come to toronto to visit yeah. you know that from other countries they say to me wow this diver this is so incredible mm. you've got all of these you know all of these people living together right and yeah. so to me that's always been a strength of this country so you're saying we're sort of we're moving away from
1: that yeah well i mean the secular age is certainly um, Creating these uh, barriers for us to be able to live together, um, and 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 it is it is a struggle. Uh, diversity extremely important. We need to have diversity, uh, but what's happening is that we're starting to have our definition, or at least there's uh, becoming dominant views of what mm-hmm. does diversity mean. And uh, if you don't have that view, then sorry, you can't be accepted in in the diverse. <laughs> Yeah, uh, community but you know the reality is is that Canada is founded on on this idea of multiple multiple cultures working together I mean look, look at uh, um, I mean you had French and English in the European communities right. uh, that settled Canada but of course we had the indigenous uh, communities which were also diverse even amongst themselves. And we've all been able to work together. It hasn't been perfect right. by any means. Of uh, but, um, you know, I mean, here it is a country that you had French, primarily Catholic, English, primarily Protestant, both thinking the other was going to go to hell, and yet we've created a country together. Right. I mean, right. that's extraordinary. Yes. I yes. mean, Canada is extraordinary. Yes. Um, but now, um, if we have a difference of opinion with respect to um, sexual identity and so forth, then we're saying no sorry, but we can't we, we can't allow this, you know we can't allow this person to speak or or whatever and so that's uh, become a real problem.
0: Now one of the things that and again, uh, this is why we cherish your your expertise. So as a, a person of faith, mm-hmm. as the head of a religious organization, a religious ministry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: from what I understand what is that this is moving sort of from a theoretical, you know, intellectual debate into actually impacting me as an, a, a Christian believer mm-hmm. or a Christian organization. Is that Am, am I reading that, oh, that, that yes, correctly? Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: And let's get back then to the Trinity Western yes. case. So here you have a private religious university out in British Columbia in Langley, B.C., It's a university that has a code of conduct, has a a statement of beliefs and so forth. And it has a a very, what we would call a very traditional heterosexual definition of marriage. Um, And uh, it expects the students that when they come, that they sign on the community covenant agreement, that they will indeed follow that while they are students, okay? Okay. Now, uh, back in uh, the late 1990s, they wanted to have an education degree. The um, BC College of Teachers looked at their uh, requirements of students and so on and saw in the admissions policy that uh, they expected the students, back then it was called standards or community standards, now it's called the community covenant, but in essence, uh, very similar uh, uh, requirements. And uh, so uh, they said, well, we can't allow them to have an accredited degree because students that graduate from that education program will end up going into the public school system and then they will discriminate against public school students who are LGBT. And... um, there was uh, no evidence of this kind of thing because right. what happened was they would do three years and be in, at uh, Trinity, at TWU. Then they would do a final year at Simon Fraser University. And what happened was, um, so you would complete your final year graduating from, um, the, um, uh, from Simon, Univers- Simon Fraser University with your education degree and uh, lo and behold, um, there were a number of TWU alumni that were teaching and there was absolutely no, no evidence, evidence, no evidence right. of any kind of discriminatory behavior. And the Supreme Court says, look, um, in 2001 made its decision, look, there is no evidence here. Um, and in Canada, we're a diverse country, as you said. Yeah. And uh, the multiple number of uh, groups is actually to our strength. They also said that uh, Trinity is not for everyone and that this is designed for a religious community and not everyone will want to attend based on its teachings and all the rest. And that was in 2001. Then in 2018, now we're dealing with um, a situation where the school is wanting to have a law school. Yes. Okay. So they, um, they do all the application, they go to the uh, Federation, of um, the Law Societies of Canada, the Federation looks into it, and soon as it got into the Federation, word got out amongst the academia because members of the board of the Federation were from the academic world, and of course, word spread, you know, here's this school now wanting to have a law school. With this covenant. (laughs) And so then what ends up happening is they say, well, you know, Federation, you need to investigate to make sure that this school is not violating, you know, human rights legislation in the country. Now, it's not violating human rights because, first of all, uh, the BC human rights legislation, as it is in most provinces across Canada, exempts religious organizations. So it's not violating the law right, by okay. having this covenant, <clears throat> right? Because it's for a specific religious purpose. So then, What happened was, there was such an uproar amongst the academic community, law students writing, uh, Canadian Bar Association writing and so forth, and saying, you know, this is a problem. Um, So, what happened was, there was a special committee set up by uh, by the Federation. They spent all kinds of money getting uh, legal opinions from various constitutional experts and all the rest. And after many months of study, they came down and said, you know what, the law is clear, they have religious freedom, there is nothing against the public interest in allowing this school. Then, once that happened, the academic community then says, well, hold on here now, we need to, ins- the individual law societies, because they were all members of the Federation, yes, yes. they need now to do their own investigation. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Uh, Yeah, and so everything had to be redone all over again and they wanted to have all of the provincial law societies do this. Now, so then what happens is, is that three law societies, Nova Scotia, Ontario, and British Columbia, the home uh, law society, decided, no, they would not accredit the school because the uh, university was violating charter values, the idea that you would discriminate. Yes, it may be that it's lawful discrimination, but it's it's violating the spirit, as it were. And uh, so anyhow, what ends up happening, um, they end up Winning, uh, Trinity won in, the, in British Columbia, won in Nova Scotia, and lost in both court cases in BC, uh, sorry, in Ontario, uh, huh. the, the, super, the uh, divisional court and then at the Court of Appeal. And it goes up to the Supreme Court of Canada. Ontario, uh, uh, Nova Scotia decides they're not going to appeal theirs <clears throat> because it's expensive, plus you've got these other two cases going on. And so then the Supreme Court now makes a decision on june 15 2018 and as far as i'm concerned we ought to make that religious freedom day uh because it was the day that religious freedom was taken from uh religious communities and um it is it is something that i think is perhaps one of the most problem decisions ever made by the supreme court of canada in its rejection of the religious freedom for Trinity Western, and um, it is uh, a case that's going to have, I think, a lot of um, implications going forward.
0: Going for yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, so the <laughs> I can just um, point out that that decision by the court um, was one whereby the court said that individual law societies can decide for themselves what is the public interest in their jurisdiction of regulating the law society, and that um, if in the opinion of the law society that having this kind of admissions policy is in violation of the charter values, and perhaps uh, later when I come back I can describe that a little bit more. Yeah, sure. But um, That it has the authority to deny the accreditation of any school that would have uh, these kinds of discriminatory policies. So it didn't even look at its 2001 case which dealt with the education degree. Exactly. It um, totally ignored the fact that uh, Trinity Western is a private university, so it's not even subject to the charter. That the um, human rights legislation gives it an exemption.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh, it then says it's up to the law society to decide, and we will back the law society in this. Uh, what is fascinating to me uh, with respect to this decision is that. One of the arguments that was made more and more clear in, in the, as it the, was being made in the case is that if the government agency gives accreditation to the school, it is then seen to be condoning oh my the discrimination of this private religious organization And that is where I see this being a very dangerous uh, decision in the the long term. The court said that. The court said that.
0: Wow, you know, um, we're quickly running out of time. Mm -hmm. Let's, um, we need to carry this on next week. I think one of the big problems is that I know myself, and I consider myself a person that's relatively up to speed with what's happening. You're telling me stuff here that's blowing me away. And I think for a vast majority of our viewers, they do not understand the implications that these decisions are having Mm -hmm. in our ability to believe and live according to our conscience
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as
0: religious, as Christian individuals, respecting the individuality of every human being. Right, right. That is not Christ-like to deny anyone else uh, their rights and the ability to live the the way they want. But... Mm -hmm man oh man what you have been sharing with us today this is this is mind-boggling i want to talk to you too we got to come next week about the the uh, canadian summer jobs uh yeah sure you know absolutely. issue too right yeah, that yeah, which yeah. is i think it sort of dovetails it, it, doesn't it is it? no question it yeah.
1: dovetails absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely and
0: so we need to we need to do that maybe uh, we got about a minute maybe just a quick closing thought and maybe a a little teaser to what we'll talk about. Uh, well, next, I think next
1: it's week. extremely important for people to understand exactly how the Constitution works, uh, because right now there's a lot of ignorance with respect yes. to that. And unless we understand that, yes, we will not understand how our entire religious freedom works in this country.
0: Very boy, this has been very sobering. So thank you. Mm-hmm. We look forward to having you back again next week. We're just going to close our program with a word of prayer. Sure. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. And Father, we just, uh, as we hear these realities that are taking place, Father, I want to thank you for Barry and those that that, uh, are knowledgeable on these items and are are, are letting us know what is happening. I pray for our leadership in our country, our leaders, Heavenly Father, just give them the wisdom to just uh, guide this country in the path that you want us to go. Bless each and every viewer, Father, and may we take an interest in understanding where we are in this reality in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to that point in our program where we have our special offer. Each and every week, we like to offer you a resource, a booklet, a book, a magazine, something, just to help, and help you better understand uh, your walk with God and God's will for your life. And today is no exception. Uh, We've been talking about uh, some of the things that are affecting our country. This little booklet simply says, your future is safe with God. And it's comforting to know that our future is in the hands of a loving God should we place ourselves in his hands. We'd love to get you this little booklet. It is a gift from us. It would arrive in your home, postage paid. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. If you'd like to request this little booklet, listen carefully to the information we're about to give you.
2: To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at post office box, 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number at 1-800-972-0337.
0: Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to also extend a special thank you to uh, Dr. Bussey that was with us today and look forward to having you back next week What's on tap for uh, next week?
1: Well, next week, uh, Bill, we'll look at uh, the concept of Charter Values, help um, your viewers to understand how the Canadian Constitution works with respect to uh, their religious freedom. And I think once they understand that, that'll uh, be able to help them in understanding the public policy debates that are going on in the media today.
0: Well, you're, you're not going to want to miss this program and this man's expertise. Uh, want to remember that we can go to our website, l4ltv.com. This program will be available on the website within an hour from the end of the program. So check that out. It will also be available on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on Twitter. And uh, every morning on Instagram, we put out a one minute devotional video. That is a great way for you to get your day started. If you're interested in overseas humanitarian work, MissionNowCanada.com is the website that describes all of the work we do overseas. Every year we have at least one trip that, uh, where we go into a, another part of the world, Paraguay or the Philippines, and deliver medical and dental services and construction services. And If you're interested in learning more about that, visit MissionNowCanada.com. We are all out of time. We look forward to seeing you here next time. God bless you. We'll see you then.